0: Started recording this one a little bit later than I wanted to, so let's just get to it. Let's get through the article. Divisional playoffs. You're in the doghouse. Let me figure this shit out I hate it when you motherfuckers text me Right in the middle of fucking recording And I know I know for a fact you don't know I'm actually recording at this time But for fuck's sakes Fuck's sakes Especially for tonight When we're playing fucking cards, watching the game UFC I fucking explained the goddamn time Fucking put it out on social media For fuck's sakes That's why But any which way you're in the doghouse. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Apparently, you didn't fucking find me over on any of them to fucking see this shit. Holy Christ. To those who are not in the uh, immediate Kenosha, Wisconsin area, I apologize. I should not be all up in my feelings right now. But I am. I am. God damn it. I'm fucking tired. Fucking tired. I got lineups to fucking build. I got a fucking house to get ready for fucking people to come over. Christ. Uh. <laughs> I said three or six o'clock. Four-ish, all right? Maybe. Yeah, I I don't know. That might be... That might be... Here, I'm going to text it out right now. L- that might be a little too in the middle... I would prefer closer to the other times. (laughs) Oh, damn it. I'll be there around six-ish. Now you ruined the text. God damn it. Any which way. All right, let's get let's get in here. Um, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. Um, full week, you know, same same type of idea as last week. How I set it up: full weekend slate pricing, uh, Saturday only slate or Sunday only slate. Prices were the same. Um, just you know, you had guys taken off, so it was pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Uh, this week, what the hell? Somebody knocked something over. All right, well, whatever. So. We start at quarterback. We have Aaron Rodgers, uh, 8,400, 32, and 7,100. Good for third, fifth, and third on the full weekend slate, and first, second, and first on the Saturday only. Uh, <clears throat> I said in here a lot of folks are fading Rodgers because of the two quarterbacks in Buffalo and Kansas City. Makes sense because that game is expected to shoot out on Sunday. Uh, but for at least the purposes of Saturday, um, I should say Saturday only. I'm actually going to send this back out because I forgot to um, write out the the uh, intro this morning. Uh, but for at least the purposes of Saturday only, we have to consider Rodgers because he has the potential to go off against this 49 er secondary. I know San Francisco has the killer pass rush, but if A-Rod can stay upright and relax, he can pick them apart slowly and surely. My thoughts are two forty and three. If everything runs smoothly, I have a little more confidence in using him on Yahoo for the full weekend slate, as his price doesn't break the bank, and that's true. But to be honest, I feel paying up the extra two dollars from Mahomes is the better play, um, and that in- that's actually included on the full weekend as well because uh, Mahomes is like just right above him. Um, so if you're really really on that Buffalo Kansas City game, you're going to want to get exposure. Um, to him, um, on there, and just pass on Rogers, especially if you're on single entry. Uh, you're probably you're probably definitely looking over towards Mahomes. You're just going to probably hit, eat the chalk on the quarterbacks and just try to get different and um, within the rest of your lineup. So, but I do like Rogers on the Saturday only slate. Uh, I believe everybody's going to kind of pay down a little bit more uh, for the other two quarterbacks in the other game. So. We may get an advantage on on Rodgers in this slate uh, for the Saturday only. Uh, the full weekend slate. I kind of I, I actually like the other two quarterbacks more on the Sunday only slate in Mahomes and Josh Allen. So uh, next we have is Joe Burrow, 7,700, 34 and 6600. He is fifth, third, and fifth on the full weekend slate. Uh, he is second, first and second on the Saturday only. So he kind of flip flops with Rogers, uh, for the Saturday only slate. I do like Joe Burrow against the Tennessee Titans, uh, secondary, uh, Tennessee has had the advantage of playing some rather weak competition when it comes to opposing passing offenses, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Miami didn't do shit in terms of passing on the Titans secondary. Uh, but Houston, was one team that found some success against them, and in my opinion, Burrow can get the job done as well. He is relatively cheap in terms of the full weekend compared to the other quarterbacks. It may help to fit some nice options at the other positions. He has a high ceiling but a low floor for this game, so GPP only. Uh, If you're playing cash, I am playing some cash this weekend. Um, I feel really confident in this doing it, uh, but it's very dangerous because it's very high-flux in there, so you might as well just play the GPP anyways. Um, but the Titans' defense is a pass-funnel defense, so there's no reason to focus on Joe Mixon in this matchup. In my opinion, it's almost all the production will come through the arm of the Bengals' young gunslinger. We have seen the, what Joe Burrow's potential is. Can he get it done? That's the only question. Secondary is not as good as what the stats are going to tell you. Okay, um, I do worry a little bit of about the Tennessee Titans defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line. But we have seen Joe Burrow um, deal with that all season uh, with very good pass rushes and get the job done. So, um, in my opinion, Joe Burrow is in play. He is kind of really fucking sneaky, in my opinion, um, for the full weekend slate. If you want the quarterback, you're paying down just a little bit more. Uh, from Aaron Rodgers on Yahoo and DK. Uh, so it's going to allow you some more affordable players in there. Last but certainly not least is Ryan Tannehill, seventy three hundred twenty five 25, and 5,800. Good for seventh across the board on the full weekend slate. Uh, third across the board on the Saturday only slate. This is the pivot off of running back Derrick Henry. I don't want to spend the money for an RB coming back from 10 weeks off. Especially not one that is the highest price running back on the board by far. We've talked about this. Nine you know, nine thousand dollars. Um what is his price over on DK? Yeah, seventy five hundred thirty-eight dollars over on Yahoo, which is like two dollars less than what your usual like uh max max out prices on there. So um I'm just not I'm just not doing it. If you want to do it, I get it if think, but to me. A guy with 10 weeks off, I don't give a fuck what he looks like in practice. He is not in football shape. You can work out all you want. He's going to be winded. I get the matchup. But to me, the key for the Bengals' defense would be to stop Derrick Henry and just basically what that will do is allow Ryan Ryan Tannehill uh, with both his arm and his legs – to get uh, production out of him. So I believe that Henry can get near 100 yards on Saturday, but I'm more than comfortable fading him and going with the Tennessee Signal Caller instead for savings. He becomes a higher risk on the full weekend slate, so I would probably fade him there. I have actually kind of come off on that, and I think he is actually in play for the full weekend slate as um, a bit of a risk now, I'm I'm playing a little bit more GPP, like I'm playing five lineups across five site or across the three sites, so I have 15 lineups to work with. Um, he is going to find his way onto those lineups. Um, I guarantee I'll have probably at least one um, across the sites, depending upon the build, uh, paying up at wide receiver, maybe paying up at the tight end positions. But uh, to me, Ryan Tannehill can get it done. Even if even if he throws for like say two hundred yards, right? If he gets two passing touchdowns and say a rushing touchdown, steals that rushing touchdown away from Derrick Henry, he's paid off. And he's paid off and he's paid off in spades, man. So definitely consider Ryan Tannehill, it is a very big risk. And if you are I would not go into it half-hearted. I would go, yes, I'm making one fucking Ryan Tannehill lineup. I'm going to run it, uh, you know, pairings, whatever, or just leaving naked and going elsewhere with the rest of the offense because you just don't want to figure out the fucking wide receivers and the tight end. I get it. I really fucking get it. And I don't think it's a bad plan. Okay, so we're moving on to the Sunday slate. Uh, The two quarterbacks that are written up are the ones in the Buffalo – and Kansas City game, anybody who is over at the Daily Ambush, uh, I have looked at what Steve Renner has said. I'm not going to say anything on this podcast about it other than uh, my own feelings, and it is this game is going to giddy up. Whether or not it hits that over under is a question, but I do believe we're going to get a ton of fantasy production within here. Josh Allen, 8,800, 43, and 7,600. Good for first across the board on both the full and the Sunday only slate. Uh, It's not do we want to play Josh Allen, though. It's can we fit him into our lineups? That is the real question here, and the answer is yes, we can. It's going to take some doing, but there's just enough value on the slates that we can squeeze him in without completely depleting our lineups of talent. Do I need to explain it to you more? I didn't think so. Josh Allen is my top quarterback across the board. He's the one with the highest upside, and he's got the highest floor. Even in a matchup against Kansas City, whose defense had been good but has fallen off within about the last month. okay, 23rd in pass defense DVOA. 30th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 20.3 on FanDuel and 21.3 on DK. If you need the rushing total here, I got to go down. And their rush defense, 20th in rush defense DVOA, uh, 16th in points allowed to the RB position. Okay, So we we do partially consider that uh, when we're looking at quarterbacks that can run, Josh Allen can go for 100 fucking yards rushing in this game by himself. That's the kind of upside we're talking about. He could go for 300 and three touchdowns through the air and go 100 yards on the ground and get a fourth fucking touchdown. I'm not fading it. Josh Allen is probably going to be my cash game uh, quarterback across the board. I haven't built the lineups yet, but that is where I'm lo- that is. By far and away, the first place that I am looking now. If you go on the other side here, Patrick Mahomes, 8, 34, and seventy-three hundred, good for second, third, and second across both slates. The thing of it is, is when you look at their pricing here. So Josh Allen is eight thousand eight hundred. Patrick Mahomes is eight thousand five hundred on Fanduel. Go to DK seven thousand six hundred. 7300 down on DK. Yahoo, 43 for Josh Allen, $34 for Patrick Mahomes. That's $9 in savings. That is huge. That is huge. So Patrick Mahomes may end up being my quarterback over on the Yahoo site just because it's giving you that much, that much. And Patrick Mahomes does have the ability to match Josh Allen. Will he? I don't think so. But with a savings like that, Yahoo, I think you have to definitely look at Patrick Mahomes. If I have to come off of Josh Allen and go to Patrick Mahomes, I'll go to fucking Patrick Mahomes. And I said it in the write-up. The fact of the matter is that I would rather pay up for Josh Allen, but the price on Yahoo is really spicy and one that we should definitely consider if wanting to get exposure to this game or in full game stacks. Mahomes is going to have the opportunity to match Allen in the passing department, but will have less of a ceiling in the rushing game than Allen. Consider him in this matchup. I like the Bills' defense, but not against an offense that seems to have found its legs late in the season. Okay, if you're using the Buffalo Bills' defense in hopes that Patrick Mahomes is going to fail... Good luck, Godspeed with it. If it works out, congratulations. It is not a great option. I can't even wrap my head around that option. That defense is not as good as what we think it is. Not even statistically. When you're getting the runaround with the fucking New York Jets. Here, let's go. Let's see here. So Carolina didn't do too bad, kind of held their own uh, week 15. Week 16, New England put up 21 on them, was running all over them. Uh, Atlanta <clears throat> put up 15 on them, and that's a terrible fucking offense. New York Jets only had 10 points, but gave them, gave them quite a fucking game in that rainstorm. And then New England, of course, scored 17, but that was all in bullshit time. So, um To me, when they're facing, you know, higher-level offenses, I mean, you look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay put 33 on them back in Week 14. Granted, you know, I don't usually look that far back, but that's the last really good fucking offense that they faced. And that's when they were fully healthy with, you know, Chris Godwin there. And, they well, they didn't have AB for that game because he was fucking suspended, but... So really good offenses, Buffalo Bills defense. I'm not doing it. I would suggest not doing it. If you still want to do it and you want to hold up a middle finger to me, I fucking respect the shit out of it. But I wouldn't go there, to be honest. All right, running backs, Aaron Jones, seven thousand five hundred twenty nine 29, and 6,800. Uh, good for third, second, and second on the Saturday slate. Same, third, second, and second. Um Aaron Jones to me is a Saturday only play. I only have two running backs off the Saturday slate, and that's Aaron Jones and Elijah Mitchell. Um, running backs haven't had much success against the Niners this season, but they have given up production and, more importantly, TDs. Uh, Jones has high upside even in this matchup and can get the job done and at low ownership because of his pricing as well. This is why I said if I'm going to pay up, you know, I'm going to consider this. Uh, a lot of folks will look at AJ Dillon and I don't hate him either, but I would rather utilize the running back who will be more active in the passing game and is a little more elusive. I don't want the battering ram. I love AJ Dillon to death, but he is the battering ram. I'm pretty damn sure I'm only looking at him for the Saturday only slate, but stranger things have happened before. I could consider it for the full slate. Um... But to be honest with you, I'm probably fading that for a full weekend slate. Saturday only. I'm just going to use them. So it is what it is. Eli Mitchell, seven thousand three hundred twenty-five and 5,800. Good for fourth, fourth, and fifth. Uh, he is fourth across the board on the Saturday only slate. That's the guy that you're just going to lock in. Uh, makes sense. Gets a high volume. The sites still haven't priced him up, and it's kind of an insult, to be honest. Niners are going to try and drag this game out on the ground because of Kyle Shanahan game plans at Jimmy G pass fest, he should be fired quicker than you can say Matt Nagy. I expect a ton of Mitchell and Debo again this week as they need to protect their quarterback from himself as much as they can in the frigid temperatures. Yes, I do expect Debo to get the, about the same amount of carries, but I do expect a heavy workload uh, out of the rushing game. Now, does that change if the Packers are able to get up early on him? Yes. Cash games, I'm pretty much going to be all in on my on Eli Mitchell. I think it just makes sense. Uh, GPPs, I will fade him uh, more in favor for even lower-priced um, RBs just because there is a potential that the Packers can get up on the Niners, and then they're going to have to play from behind. Puts the ball into Jimmy G's hands a little bit more makes uh, anybody who starts the Packers defense kind of salivate uh, with that with that fractured finger and the sprained shoulder. So next we move on to the Sunday running backs. Leonard Fournette is uh, expected to be back seven thousand twenty four and fifty seven hundred. Good for six fifth and six. Really good pricing on him. Uh, he is second, first, and second on this Sunday only slate. Generally don't like to use running backs against the L.A. Rams, uh, but Fournette should be active. Uh, He said he he's basically said that he is good to go. Um, So it kind of, you know, cemented the expectations on it Um, should get that news today. He's going to be needed if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, but not so much on the ground, but rather through the air in the short passing game. The key to me is if the Bucs' offensive line is going to be fully intact or not. If it's not, I'm going to be backing away a bit as it could open a floodgate for the Rams' pass rush, and the key to beating Tom Brady is rushing him right up the middle and making him uncomfortable. So both the center, Ryan Jensen, and offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs, that's the right tackle, both questionable with ankles. Sounds like Ryan Jensen is more than likely to play. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is trending towards not playing. If Jensen is out, that's the one that would scare me a little bit more with Fournette. Uh, With Wirfs out, you know, you allow the pass rush in there. You can get an outlet pass out to Fournette, uh, and he can gain points that way. Um, I like Fournette in the matchup. I'm not 100% on him. I'm still trying to see if I want to pay down here. Um, obviously, I he's lower than the next guy because I completely fucked that one up, but um, definitely the next guy is the guy that I'm looking at, and that is Devin Singletary, 7,200, 24, and 5,900. Good for fifth, fifth, and fourth. He is first across the board on the Sunday only slate. Uh, Who's my guy? I said, damn right. Pair him up with Josh Allen and own a piece of the entire Bills offense. You don't even have to put a fucking wide receiver or a tight end in your lineup. You'll have a piece of everything with that if you put them in the pairing. I'll have plenty of shares as he has become an important piece of the Bills offensive game plan. Said that last week. That held true. So we don't need to spend too much time with Devin Singletary. We move on. To Jarek McKinnon, six thousand seventeen and 4,800. Good for 8th, 11th, and 15th. 3rd, uh, 5th, and 9th on the Sunday-only slate. So, DK, giddy up. Um, Clyde Edwards of the Lair is going to be back. It looks like Darrell Williams is going to be inactive for this game. Um, I've been all about the cheap running back the past few weeks, and I know that CEH is back for the Chiefs this week, but I don't think it's going to matter. Every year we have seen the hot hand running back take control of this Chiefs backfield, and I hate to eat Chuck, but he had more flash than CEH has had for most of the season. Darrell Williams is trending toward inactive for Sunday, so even in a split backfield, I believe the price is good for a matchup that is going to require his talents if the Chiefs are going to take this game against the Buffalo Bills. So same idea too with um Uh, Patrick Mahomes, if you want to pay down a little bit, uh, this is also a correlation play that you can use, um, with Josh Allen on the other side and wherever you go on there. So, uh, Jarek McKinnon, the Jarek McKinnon, Devin Singletary pairing, I am really okay with, I really am. If you, let's say you're playing it kind of cash game style, you probably would do Eli, Eli Mitchell. Um, Eli Mitchell. You can do Singletary here or Fournette, or you can drop down and get a little bit more dangerous with the Jarek McKinnon pick. Um, Daryl Williams being out is kind of the key. Is kind of the key for me, knowing that he has his turf toe, which really fucked me uh, last week. Um, in terms of GPPs. Uh, the, because if I would have known that it was a turf toe and that's on me, uh, because apparently that news came out on Saturday, um, I would have totally pivoted to Jerick McKinnon off there. So it is what it is. You kind of learn from your mistakes. Um, I'm not going to trust CEH coming back. Uh, even, even though he's priced, he's priced out well, I just think Jarek McKinnon right now has a little bit more juice. Cam Akers. 5,700, 19, and fifty-five hundred, good for 9th, 9th, eighth, four, three, four on the Sunday only. Uh, this would be more of a GPP play. Usually, don't like to use running backs against Tampa, right? But looking to do it again. It did work out last week. I uh, still actually like Acres in this one as he look as he looked good last week against Cardinals. And you can have success against Tampa Bay at times. The offensive line isn't nearly as bad without offensive tackle Andrew Withworth as you may think. Funny part is I was watching NFL Network, and they were talking about uh, No Bloom, who's going to be taking over for him. (laughs) And uh, he knows the offense. He's been a a part of that offensive line, so um, I'm not too worried about it. The outside edges are where to attack and also allowing some of that pass rush to get it. Uh, passes out and over the tops of the RBs will help Stafford stay comfortable in the pocket. It's the Boston Scott play from last week, essentially, but you would have the Kenneth Gainwell potential packaged with it. Dangerous play that can play off because he is really too talented for that price tag. Uh, this isn't going to be completely low-owned. There's been some talk about Acres, especially with his price. Um, so don't think that you're going to get like a... You know, under five percent running back. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think it's going to be there. I think he's going to be about 10, 10 to fifteen percent owned. Which I mean, if he goes off, you still have that really good advantage on there. Um, but like I said, it's it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but I like it. I'm fine with it. Wide receivers: Devonte Adams, eight thousand seven hundred thirty-five and eight thousand five hundred, good for second, fourth, and second. I can't believe he's fourth on Yahoo. Uh, first third and first I f- still didn't get the uh DK price right. He is 85 85- he's 8500 over on DK. I fucked that one up. My bad. Um but he is he's the highest priced wide receiver anyways. Um so I was having issues uh transposing from the original spreadsheet into the full weekend, the Saturday, and the showdown, which that's the showdown price that's in there for uh, Adams, Lazard, and Cobb. So just know just know that it, st- it still stays relative uh, to that price that's at the top on the full weekend. Um, so Devontae Adams uh, has not had a bad game in the last three years against uh, last three games, I should say, against the San Francisco 49ers. He's pretty much your cash game wide receiver right there at the very top. Um, Allen Lazard has been kind of the second guy in that passing offense, but I'm going to pass on him. And if I'm going to grab value, I am going to grab, probably grab Randall Cobb. Now, this is if you're doing full stack, uh Rogers Adams Cobb, especially in showdown. Cobb would be the guy that I would go for. So fifty three hundred, fifteen, and thirty one hundred, good for nineteenth, sixteenth, and thirty-first. So he's you know near bare minimum. He's gonna help you fit shit in there. Don't hate it. Uh like it a lot. If you're fading Adams, grab yourself a share of Cobb. You know, be able to pay up. You know, if you're going Tyreek Hill on the on the Sunday slate or whatnot for the full weekend, I should say. So, but Adam Adams would be your first go to guy, and then working down from him for this slate. Debo Samuel, 8,600, 36, and seventy six hundred, good for third, second, and third, second, first, and second on the Saturday only on the Saturday only slate. I like Elijah Mitchell more at the RB position before Debo. Um, but Samuel is going to get his in this matchup. I expect Eric, now see, you're going to look at that, the matchups with the cornerbacks. And this is actually how I think it lines up. I expect Eric Stokes to actually handle the coverage duties on the outside against Debo, which allows the opportunity to take one deep. If he gains separation against the rookie, I've mentioned this before. He can get beat with speed. If he turns the wrong he, he has a penchant to turn the wrong way at times. Um, which kind of gets him caught. Like he's good for like the whole game. It'll just be like that one play. Uh, Jair Alexander is back uh, this week for green Bay. Expect him to do a little bit more slot work. He's coming back. Um, They're going to kind of keep him more on on a snap count. Um, You know, expecting, you know, expecting to go to the NFC championship. Um, So if I expect him to be in the slot against Juwan Jennings, that's why I'm not looking at him for value this week. That's why he's not in there. If you don't believe that, if you believe that they will have Chandon Sullivan in there, and it's definitely going to be Jair out on the outside, you can use Jawan Jennings um, in the slot for a value play uh, out of the 49ers. Bengals, Jamar Chase, 8,200, 36, and 7,100, good for 5th, 2nd, and 4th. He is 3rd, 1st, and 3rd on the Saturday only. T. Higgins, six thousand four hundred twenty-two and 5,700, good for 10th, 9th, and 9th. 5th, 5th, and 5th on the Saturday only. Tyler Boyd, five thousand eight hundred twenty 20, and 4,800, good for 13th, 11th, and 12th. 8th, 6th, and 7th on the Saturday only slate. All three are in play. All three. Tennessee takes away the running back and tight end from opposing offenses. My order of usage this week is going to be Jamar Chase down to Tyler Boyd and then back up to Higgins. Chase should have no issues up against cornerback Christian Fulton on the outside as Fulton is basically the East Coast Brandon Faxon. Tyler Boyd has a better advantage in the slot against cornerback Elijah Molden than T. Higgins does against George Jenkins or the Jackrabbit. Uh, Jenkins will also, here's why Here's why I kind of like uh, Tyler Boyd more than I like T. Higgins. So Jenkins will give up more on penalties due to his more physical nature and coverage. So you're going to see more pass interference, holding, stuff like that. Uh, stuff that's just going to drive Higgins up the wall. But I don't hate Higgins because there's going to be way less players on him this week than last week. So you do have to consider Higgins if you want to use as a pivot option off of Chase and say, hey, ownership's going to Chase. He's going to be very high-owned. There's going to be a lot of people on him. I'd like to get him in there if I can too. Um, But T. Higgins comes down in value. You gain a lot of value in there, a lot less ownership in there. We know he's talented. He's one of our guys. We like T. Higgins a lot. So do consider T. Higgins. But when I looked when I looked at this and I had to decide between T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, to me I'm probably gonna just grab value and I'm gonna go Tyler Boyd first before I do a T. Higgins. It's gonna be weird on a showdown slate because I'm not gonna know I don't know yet which one I really, really want to fit in there. If I'm going to do Jamar Chase or kind of come off of him and do T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. Chase and Boyd would make sense as the pairing with Joe Burrow. Got to consider it. All right, so then we look at the Tennessee side for the Saturday only. Uh, A.J. Brown, seventy six hundred twenty six and 6,200. Go for eighth, seventh, and eighth. He's value on the slate. Uh, four, four, uh, fourth across the board on Saturday only. I like A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown a lot against Joby uh, Awuzie. He can have his way against him. That would be my top uh, passing target for Ryan Tannehill. I do see that 27th in DVOA versus wide receiver 2, which is the Julio Jones spot that's Eli Apple, right? Fifty six hundred, fourteen and 4,700 good for 15th, 16th, and 13th. 9th, 10th, and 8th on the Saturday only slate. I don't know if I can do Julio Jones on the full slate. Saturday, he's very much in consideration. I also like... The last guy in that list, Chester Rogers, we can just cross him out. I, he, he doesn't do anything for me. Garbage. But Nick Westbrook Akeen, fifty one hundred thirteen and thirty eight hundred, good for twenty fourth, nineteenth, and twenty fourth, twelfth, twelfth, and eleventh on the Saturday only slate gets you a little bit more value in there. Uh, not so much on Yahoo; it's only a dollar, but a dollar is a dollar. But I mean, you get five hundred dollars of salary space. Uh, from Julio Jones, and then you get nine hundred dollars uh, of salary space over on DK. Westbrook Akeen is probably going to be the higher, the higher owned guy. I think there's going to be a lot of people freaked out about using Julio Jones. Am I willing to put that risk in my full weekend and lose it right out of the game? Or am I more am I more willing to risk a Saturday only slate lineup? I'm more willing to risk a Saturday only slate lineup with Julio Jones in it than I am my four my four game. It could work out to our advantage if we do Julio Jones. I just I don't know if I can trust him. But they're gonna have everybody there. You're gonna see a lot of focus on Derrick Henry. Um which is going to leave you know one on one coverage out there. So, <sighs> will I have a couple lineups? I bet you. I bet you. I will have one Tannehill lineup that I'll have Julio Jones in it for the four game. I'm pretty much telling you that right now. It's a high risk though. High risk. It just all depends on. How that lineup build, he'd be my last guy that I would put in for value. If I like somebody else at a better value or at about the same value, I'll probably take that person. I'm just being I don't know if I can do it. I just don't know if I have the balls to do it. But those sometimes end up being the winning plays. We just have to face facts. It's four games. There's not that many players. You have to take your shot somewhere. You have to make that stand somewhere. If you make the stand that Julio Jones is going to be your guy and you're going to fade, you know, kind of fade all the other targets and just say, "Hey, that's the guy that's going to get it done." I'm not going to blame you whatsoever. You're not going to hear any bullshit from me. All right. So, now we get into the Sunday only slate. Uh players here. Uh for me, Tyreek Hill at the top, man. 8223 and 6600 good for 5th, 8th and 6th. Third, fourth, and third on the Sunday only. I like Tyreek Hill a lot. A lot. He's going to line up in the slot from time to time against Teron Johnson. He also moves to the right side of Mahomes. Who's on the right side? Dane Jackson, the guy that we targeted last week with Kendrick Bourne. That is also why if you want to use Byron Pringle, God bless you. Go ahead. He's been stay you know, he's gotten it done the last couple, you know, couple of weeks, especially when he plays Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to probably take a shot play here. And it's going to be McCole Hardman. 5,300, 11, and 3,900. good for 19th, 25th, and 23rd. 9, 14, and 13 on the Sunday only slate. McCole Hardman also switches time with the Marcus Robinson on that right side. Now they move them all around, right? If you can get McCole Hardman over on that side for near value or for near min value and he goes off, I guarantee you that is 5% ownership right there. Versus Byron Pringle Who's probably going to be at about 25 to 30 This isn't the Pittsburgh Steelers Okay Pringle has had 7 TDs on the year And 4 of them came against the Steelers How often has your value guy Gone off 2 weeks in a row We have to make a pivot At least I do You don't have to. I'm just kind of explaining it out. Is it a GPP only play? Fuck yeah, it is. Don't do this if you're doing 50-50s. I don't think you have to go there. It'd be fun, though, right? Kind of? Kind of? Put all your winnings on the line in the last game with a guy that hasn't quote unquote shown to get it done except in week 18 when when uh, he had his shot and he went over 100. So, last but certainly not least, Stefan Diggs, 7,800, 27, and 6,500, good for seventh, sixth, and seventh. Sunday only slate, he is fourth, third, and fourth. He's fallen under the radar this week with all the high priced talent at wide receiver. Uh, but he's one I'm certainly not completely fading. Diggs can get over the top of cornerback Chevarius Traver- Ward this week in Kansas City, and Diggs' salary is very low for being Josh Allen's top target. It's low on Yahoo. I should have said on Yahoo and DK. That's the best spots for him. But um, I don't hate Sanders and Gabriel as value options either for this game against cornerback Mike Hughes. Um but I'd still, I'd rather utilize Allen with Singletary still and just have control of the whole offense in terms of finding the second. Uh, instead, uh, in terms, that got changed. How the fuck did I get. Instead of finding the second target option. Instead of finding the second target option. But uh, Diggs, Diggs is my guy. Diggs is my guy. Now, slot has generally been a place to attack. I just can't do Cole Beasley. I can't do Isaiah McKenzie. I can't figure that one out. So if you don't like Diggs, like I said, just control the whole offense. You don't even have to go Devin Singletary. If you just want to go Josh Allen, just go Josh Allen. You're probably not going to win a GPP with it unless you get every single other spot correct. But hey. Like I said, that's your top option right there. Diggs. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs. Diggs has to come alive. I think he does. Because you're not going to be able to roll a safety because you're going to have fucking Dawson Knox right in there. You're going to have Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie there. You're going to have Emmanuel Sanders on the other side. You can't roll a safety over there to him. It's going to be one-on-one coverage. And my bet is that Diggs can get it done this week. All right, so tight ends. Here's going to be the not-so-popular one. I'm sure anybody that fucking read this thing already was just like, mm, not going here. Nah, nah. You have to consider George Kittle. 6,400, 23, and 5,300, good for fourth, third, and third. First across the board on Saturday, only slate. The Packers are 28th in DVOA versus the tight end. Twenty-second in points allowed to the tight end position at 10.6 and 13.4. There's no better spot. There's no better spot for any tight end this week than right here. And people are probably going to fade it. It's a hold your balls and hope that the 49ers get it right spot. As far as the passing game is concerned, it is the best spot to attack this Packers pass defense. It's the weakest spot. No matter if Jair Alexander is inside or out, weakest spot they'll allow the catch. They'll keep it in front. They'll keep it in front, try to not let him get free, but we know talented tight ends can get away from this Packers defense. Cheap value guy on this uh, for Saturday. Um. Nice that I even bothered to put his fucking Saturday only price in there. Maybe I should fix that right now. Am I on the Saturday only? Um, on full weekend? Come on. Where's my Saturday only? I'm going to put that in there since I'm changing all this shit around, anyways. Um, we're talking about Anthony Firkser. Firkser. This is going to be a very popular, cheap, uh, tight end option for this week. Um,. That's okay. I still like it. Because this is like the second best tight end spot of the weekend. Um, but Anthony Firkser, 5,200, 13, and 3,100, for seventh across the board on the full weekend, third across the board on the Saturday only. Can you go to tight end this week? Absolutely, you can. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. 24th in DVOA versus tight end position. 26 in points allowed to the tight end position as a whole. 12 points per game on FanDuel. 15.4 on DK. So I like Ferkser second to only wide receiver A.J. Brown this week as the Bengals are absolutely dreadful against the tight end position no matter if the option is a leader or not. Will I attack this spot with Anthony Ferkser? you goddamn right. I even used Foster Moreau last week. Didn't work out. But guess what? I'll fucking attack it again. With another cheap one. Fuck around and find out, they always say. Tyler Higby. We're going to Sunday here. Tyler Higby, fifty-four hundred, seventeen, and 4,000. Good for sixth, Fifth and fifth. Fourth across the board on the Sunday only slate. Against the Buccaneers, the best spot to attack is with the tight end, as we witnessed last week with Dale Scottdard. It's science, and you should always trust the science. We should be trusting our scientists. Wide receiver Cooper Cup has an advantage out of the slot as well that translates along with Higby, but for my money, I'm going with the tight end and that's why Cup is not written up this week. Too high priced. If you want to use Cooper Cup, you're more than welcome to use Cooper Cup. I'm going to go Higby and attack that middle. 15th in DVOA versus the tight end. Uh allow 9.9 points per game on FanDuel. 12.6 points per game on DraftKings. So very good spot for one Tyler Higbee. I'm gonna have a shit ton of Higbee this week. I think I'm gonna get like ridiculous with my Higbee shares. Um, Dawson Knox is available, six thousand five hundred twenty and forty nine hundred for third, fourth, and fourth. Uh, third across the board on the Sunday only slate. You can attack uh, Kansas City with the tight end. Uh, you're hoping for the you're hoping for the touchdown. So. To me, if you're not going to use Stephon Diggs, you can take a look at Knox and hope for that TD down there. Uh, definitely can happen, but um, he has a pen- Josh Allen has a penchant for finding Knox around the end zone, so he has my attention. But probably more in a game stack if you believe that game shoots to the moon score wise. If you have a lot of faith in him, go ahead, go ahead, and use him. I think he's a good option, uh, but he's going to be he's going to be a lot higher um, owned even then Tyler Higby at his lower price. It is my thought. So I'm going to go Higby. Travis Kelsey, always available, right? Top price, tight end across the board, always $8,200, and $6,500. i am going to fade him. I'm going to fade down at the tight end position, pay up more at the wide receiver position. Uh, stated that earlier. So he scored three weeks in a row, and on a limited slate, he's always in play if you're willing to pay up. It's not my favorite on the slate, though. But with his talent, he has to be considered even in a not-so-easy matchup on paper. Defenses. Green Bay Packers, forty five hundred eleven and 3,200. Good for first, seventh on Yahoo, and first. Uh, first, third, and first on the Saturday-only slate. So I'm loading up on them over on Yahoo because they are way too cheap for their potential for turnovers against Jimmy G in the cold. That is, without saying, uh, probably... Almost going to go in 100% on Green Bay Packers defense. Um, I won't be 100%, but I can tell you that I, I'm thinking about it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, are in play. Forty five hundred, eighteen, and 3,100 for first, second, and second. Uh, first, second, and first on the Sunday only. Uh, Tampa has a chance to pick six, Matt Stafford, of course, but it's hard for me to want to pay up for them this week, even with that potential upside. Uh, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is an incredible coordinator and could have something special drawn up this week. I do like them. I just don't know if you have to pay up for them. That's the problem. Even with Whitworth out, that does leave a hole on there, but they do have some deficiencies uh, in terms of their pass rush from the outside. Uh, Specifically, the uh, side that Andrew Whitworth was on, they're really... They have not played well whatsoever. So the rest of the offensive line should be able to stabilize and keep them off his ass. Um, but I still don't expect that game to like completely like shoot to the moon score wise. You know, you get around the you know twenty points, twenty four points, still probably going to be there. But I'm not. I'm just saying it's not going to be like thirty to thirty five. You know, shit like that. So, last but certainly not least, the LA Rams, 4,313 and 3,000. Good for third, fifth, and third. Second, fourth, and second on the Sunday only slate. I like this choice more when center Ryan Jensen and offensive tackle Tristan Wirths were not expected to play, but with two offensive linemen nursing ankle injuries against a heavy pass rush, it could only be a matter of time before the dam breaks and the pass rush floods in on Tom Brady. So that's basically the article there. Um I have made my up I have made my updates. I'll get them I I'll send, be sending this out right now uh while the podcast is uploading so we can get all said and done, get on our way. Uh any questions, comments, concerns, be sure to hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, at Roydog underscore thirteen. Just go ahead and DM me over there. Hit me up on Facebook Messenger Dennis M. Roy over there If you're in the Daily Ambush chat I will be starting to work On my lineups here In about an hour I'm going to focus on getting my house Kind of picked up here a little bit It's been a fucking disaster It's been a fucking disaster I spend way too much time fucking talking to you guys Jesus Christ But what am I going to do It's the life I chose right Chose to do this shit in my off time Fuck it it. you know what burn the whole fucking house down i'll just take the insurance just leave the garage got too much money out there peace out good luck let's get that fucking money motherfuckers